Hey, welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight we are going to be talking about Daughters of Cain. Uh, but yeah, this is going to be a fun show, man. We've been really looking forward to this one for a while, even before the uh, 3.0 news dropped and all the leaks dropped, and now we got the uh, uh, the book coming out, and it's a pretty exciting time. But hey, before we get into all that, thanks for joining us here tonight on, on Grimdark Live, and, and if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, and here's another thing, gang. Let all your friends know about us. Pass the show on to other folks who may be interested in this kind of content and uh, help the show grow, please. Uh, we appreciate all of your help. Also, in tonight's conversation, we're going to be talking about armies and lists as we normally have been and um, how those prospective lists play. And, and we look at everything on the, on, on the tabletop or at least talk about it. Um, so if you have a list that you want to share with us, leave that in the chat in the comments section below in the show notes, and we will definitely make sure we get to that. Um, but here it is, gang. Um, okay. Ready? Daughters of Cain. Here you go, yep. you dice chucking glue sniffing gamer goons. We're getting at this. Tonight, we're going to be talking about them sultry, sinister snake chicks, Daughters of Cain. And tonight we have with us on the show, uh, we have one of the most reckless snake chick loving players in the game with us tonight. Dustin. <laughs> Dustin Hart, what do you hear what you say, bud? Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me as always. Absolutely, man. This is your, you're back on the show. You're like old hat with this thing, man. You're like, you're like, uh, yeah. just when we thought we, you know, you could get away, we pulled you back in. Uh, yep. Yep. Here, <laughs> here I was, uh, you know, working on another army and Darza Kane, uh, battle tome drops again. So, uh, you know what? And that happens to the best of us, in. man. Yeah. You know, we, we were both quietly going about our business with our, with our beast of chaos, you know, slowly kind of just running on and living life. And next thing you know, boom. Sultry reptile chicks with razor blades, and then now you're hooked. Yes. So I mean, yeah, well, I, I was a, I was already hooked. Well, I just escaped for a little bit. That that's true. That's true. It's like <laughs> you, you were you were kind of a hooky. You know that that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. But honestly, folks, you know, I you know here in tonight's show, we're going to be talking about one of the fastest armies in the game. In all reality, and you've heard us many times in the show talk about how speed kills. And we're going to be talking about one of the fastest armies in the game. And if and if you really want to know uh, more about this army, you know, I think we're going to find that not a lot's changed. You're going to be able to see a lot about this army in their present play. But I think some of the little nips and tucks that the army has, I think, is going to be pretty pretty darn exciting. And and here's the thing, Dustin. You may agree with me on this, but Daughters of Cain. And I'm going to go back to this. I want to I want to make sure that I get this point loud and clear. They truly are one of the fastest armies in the game. They they zip around the battlefield. They charge into their opponents. They 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 really just with almost madness and, and abandon. They 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 really can take out units. So for yeah. what we're going to be looking, at, I think the two lists that you have tonight really kind of represent what Daughters of Cain can do on the on on the tabletop. Because I really I really think both lists we're going to be looking at here later on 
um, kind of exemplify that speed. Also that, you know, that, that, that razor blade cuts you, you don't know you're dying until you're bleeding kind of a, kind of a list that they have. Um, yeah. but you, but you got two lists and the, the, and, and we got the new daughters of Cain book coming out this week, right? Uh, this Saturday. Yep. Pre-order so, was last week. Yep. And you're all ready to go. Now, Dustin, as we kind of just mentioned, not a lot has changed with our current play style versus, you know, the new battle tone. We know that much. We, we've heard about that on the, on the different, you know, drops and leaks and, and all that other kinds of stuff. But one thing I want to cover with you, I mean, let me ask you a question. When, when, when you first saw that and you've gotten into this, you've gotten into the, the, the new <clears> army, <throat> you've done a lot of research on them. You put together great lists. Was that kind of a put off to you that the army itself right now isn't that much different than, than where it was currently? No, I, I mean, <clears throat> the way I look at it is, you, you know, if you have a small update, you know, just a, a patch, um, for lack of a better term, for a new edition, um, usually that speaks well of the army because um, the, the second edition codex or uh, battle tome uh, was a little bit more of a radical change, but from that book to this one, there weren't a ton of changes. It was okay. more just updating it for the current edition. So sure, sure. small changes here and there. Some, I would say most people won't even notice unless you've been playing the army for long enough. Right. Hey guys, check so, right. Uh, overall, I would say it's, it's pretty good. Okay. All right. I, I like that as an answer. I mean, that makes, that makes sense to me. It really does. And one of the things I, I liked about it, you know, when I, cause honestly, I asked that question because when I first saw the, uh, the army come out and I kind of heard some of the first early drops about it a few weeks back, I was like, ah, they really didn't change much. Ah, it's kind of a bummer. But the first thing I kind of caught on when I was kind of looking through the new book and some of the new content was the blood rights, the new, the, or, you know, mm-hmm. I, and I really like the way they've done this because really they're the most obvious in the book, right? With, with, with static, you know, plus ones across the board, instead of rerolling ones, we know that that's been one of the big changes really game wide, not just daughters of Cain. You know, a few units yeah. were cleaned up, like you know the Hag Queen. You gotta, you gotta love the old, the old Anvil right there, man. The Hag Queen. She's been, she's a must take in any list, right? Uh for the most part. Um, we might actually talk about that a little bit because I don't think they're quite as essential as they used to be. Okay, they're still very, very good to have. I, I, I then I'm glad we're going to be talking about that later because I'm a fan of the Hag Queen. But you know, going back to 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 that, and let's get into that. Well, I, I won't. We'll save that. We'll save that for later on because I think that's going to make her make for great conversation. But I think the Hag Queen is is one of the units that were cleaned up. I think the Avatar, right? I mean, I, look look what we got going on with those with those bad bad, bad boys. But I mean, you know, oh, oh yeah, I think the Avatars are a lot less clunky on the board. I but overall, the, the general feel of the army, as I said, hasn't changed. But I think the little tweaks that yeah. we're going to talk about and people are going to see in the tabletop here very soon, I think it's going to be obvious that this is for the most. This is a different enough army. Is that is that a fair statement? Yeah. Yeah, they added enough spice, I guess I would say, where it's not humdrum the same. Okay. But, like, a lot of the changes they made are good. Like, I can probably think of one change that was kind of like, okay, really? That sucks. Other than that, uh, everything else I've been pretty pretty enthused about, so. Okay. All right. You know, I want to go back to what you just said there, because it was kind of interesting the way you just put that, because to me, daughters have been fairly consistent. Even right now, we kind of keep saying that uh, that that they're that they haven't changed much. But one of the things I've noticed about this Mm -hmm. army is that the daughters have been fairly consistent, not only in their 
their play style, their, this isn't a word here, Dustin, but buildability with their lists, you know, they're one of the better armies in the game, and they've been so consistently. Yes. That's what I mean when I look at all three of those areas I just touched on as far as consistency. They're one of the better armies in the game, especially especially since Broken Realms, uh, what is it, uh, Marathi came, right? That, that, that's Realms, what that was. Marathi, yep. Yeah, I mean, and, and let, let's just face it, man. The, the Grand Poobah chick of the whole army is really one of the biggest and strongest units in the game right there. I mean, you know. The, you know one of the strongest units in the game. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. For bargain, 680 points. You get two characters. You get an amazing spellcaster general and a beat stick of a monster and yeah 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 yeah. you you really you really 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 do and um and i think here's the thing what i really like about this army as an opponent because you know you know me i'm not a i'm not a uh a daughters of cane player you know i I like to play against them could be but i uh, but i i really could be i really i really could be but you know i've i've had (laughs) i've had i've had a lifetime of questionable women dustin that's really the problem with me. I don't know that I can go through that again. You know, and, and, and like like we, we got we got grandson of Behemoth. It's really a lot of his fault. I mean, he he would he he knew a lot of these the very sultry, very strange women and they brought him into my life and I've never been normal since because of him. You know, and that's why that's why he's not a rabbi anymore. Did you know that? They kicked him right out. I mean, he's no longer a rabbi. Anyway. So here's here's one thing that I want to bring up though. In all seriousness, Daughters of Cain, what I do like about him as an opponent. Um, and they're right up there with Skaven, as far as you know, my 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 affection for playing Skaven as an opponent. They really play almost every stage of the game, from magic to their yes. prayers to the shooting to yep. the melee to the movement. All I mean, they really I think they hit all aspects of the game. They have a lot of control over how the game flows because it's really everything is in their wheelhouse. You know what I mean? And that's the thing that I look at and I'm like, yep. okay, they, they, they kind of have it very well dialed in. So as a player, they really have to be a, not only, if they, I mean, if they're a pleasure to play against, they really have to be a pleasure to pilot, right? Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they're, they're definitely one of those armies that uh, rewards um, tactical thinking. Um, I, I mean, I appreciate them because if I need to get something done, you know, in a certain phase, usually I'm able to pull it off. Um, I mean, then again, my dice rolls are something. Uh, Well, I, (laughs) um, yeah, you know, let me, let let me stop the card here, folks, and just, just touch on exactly what, what, what my, my dear friend Dustin here is talking about. This man (laughs) has dice rolls like you've never seen in your life. And and I can't explain it or make anybody believe it if you haven't actually played them on the tabletop. But if if Dustin here were to take 10 dice, I'm not kidding you, folks. I'm serious. If he were to take 10 dice, he'd roll them, and they'd all be sixes. The very next dice roll, the very next 10, all ones. It's the damnedest (laughs) thing. This guy doesn't roll okay. He rolls great or completely schmutzville. Terrible. What the hell is that? I mean, what is that? Uh, it's not Irish luck. I can tell you that. No, I, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that it is. Um. All right. So let, let's. So so I cut you off. Finish what you were saying. I apologize. Uh, I remember what I was saying. <laughs> so so basically we were coming back to saying you know that that they're a real pleasure to play against as far as an army they're, oh yeah 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 i mean um they're definitely f- a finesse army you know they're not mindless uh push across the board and, and charge into stuff you, you have to think 
and plan ahead and use your synergies and you know because it's a very synergistic army uh, that's what makes it so effective is sure uh you know you can buff your units on a certain turn at a certain time and you just make them kill everything it's it's right. really really fun yeah and, and i think that's but again too like i said before they they really play the entire game uh Better than, yep, than, than 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 most armies. I think Skaven do that very well. I think there's there's a lot of our armies out there that do it well, but I don't think anybody does it quite as well uh, as say Daughters of Cain. I, I think they're definitely definitely up there. But we're definitely going to be digging more into that and looking at your lists and everything here in a little bit. But first, man, proverbial question here on the show, man: Are you staying true or sniffing glue? What's happening in your uh, your hobby and your events life, man? What do you got? What do you got rolling? Well, uh, I, I would say. Currently, I'm sniffing glue. Uh, for the past couple of weeks, I've been staying true, but uh, uh, been getting beat up at work with uh, busyness. But uh, no, I've been working on my uh, Beast of Chaos, uh, doing a lot of green stuff work that I've been forgetting to do and stuff like that, so I could actually, you know, potentially get them painted. Okay. Because um, at least right now, uh, the plan is to take them to Arms Forces Day, but uh, with Darza Kane coming out, that might be changing. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, and, and we're going to get into a little bit more information on Arms Forces Day here in a second. So, but you are definitely. So wait, hold on, time out. You're playing Daughters of Kane for Armed Forces Day, or are you playing Beast of Cash, or you don't want to say? Well, uh, I have not decided. I currently, I think I might be playing Darza Kane at arms forces day okay um, all right i've i've taken them to pretty much every arms forces day so far so we'll, well, we'll you, see you you got it we'll you got it you got to keep the tradition going you got it you got to keep the tradition going yeah now my uh my my hobby life has been uh pretty consistent i i gotta say for 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 a long time i think i'm going on my third week i'm not sniffing glue um, they are uh i'm working on a new army and and, it, and it's uh it's a um it's an army that I think is going to be uh, very good for me. It's it's my foray back into order. Now, mind you, think about this. I have not played an order army since the beginning of Age of Sigmar. So we're going on almost six years since I've played an order army. And and it's an army that I affectionately call the I'm not telling you nosy bastards what exactly I'm building and painting until I get it out on the table type of army. So I just want to let everybody in the club <laughs> and everyone else out there know that that's what I'm working on right now. So I'm not, I'm not, project. I'm not sniffing glue. I'm just saying. If I even if I wasn't saying, I'd still be saying. Even if I kind of was mildly, maybe not saying. That's what I'm working on. Yeah, <laughs> mystery army. That's it. That's it. But we uh, nobbler nobbler cast. You know what? Stop stop the press. That you know we need that. We need that. Let me kind of go off on a little bit of a of a of a of a religious statement here that I want everyone to understand here real quick. That I really think nobblers can replace just about any army in the game at any point in time, and I think the game would be better off for it. <laughs> I think we need nobbler cast. We need corn cat. We need corn nobblers. Can you imagine little little nobblers running around all corned up, you know, killing everybody? I think I really think that we're missing the. I think GW is missing the bead on really how wonderful an all nobbler all nobbler game could really be. We could sell things like nobbler T-shirts, nobbler hats, nobbler scarves, nobbler scarves, nobbler French cut bikini underwear. We could sell it all, and I think it would just be. I think it would be so much better for the game. I really do. <laughs> I, I really do, and I think I think you know, Dustin, you and I are going to grow this together. We are going to, you know, I think what what it is is we have a lot of people in our in our own club. You know, you can take Haroon here on the chats. You know, he's 
you know, I, I didn't want to bring this up about the guy. I really didn't because, you know, I, he's, he's, I thought he was a very open-minded guy, but you know, he's got phobia. He really does. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very worried about him. I'm very, I'm very worried about him. I don't, you know, I, I, I think we need to help him. We're going to, Dustin, can we help Haroon here? Can we help him out? Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll try, but, uh, <laughs> it's going to be mostly you. All right. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do though. We, before we can help him out, we got to get to the, uh, we got to get to the news here. So let's get into this. So I don't know if you've seen this, but we got the lady of the vine, uh, that was, uh, that was dropping here in, in the news oh, yeah. and we got more of those vine picks that, that, that happened. And, um, you know, at first, um, I gotta be honest with you. I didn't like the model very much. But it was it was the photo that they used in the Warhammer Fest, in my opinion, that really after a few extra picks, I was kind of okay with the model. I really was. I really thought it was great. I mean, what do you think of it? Uh, that's that is my kind of weird right there. <laughs> I mean, my um, just perfect I mean, way just to put weird, it. I, I mean, weird tree golem thing with vines for arms, and I mean. I appreciate they're actually showing a picture of it to show the scale. Cause at first right. I'm like, okay, is it just kind of a hero? And no, it's, it's basically a, another tree Lord. Um, but I, I don't know, like that kind of makes me want to play Sylvaneth, which is not good. Cause I don't want to start another army right now, but uh, no. it, that and an army of dryads and whatnot. Cool. Especially yeah. Cause it would force me to convert things that I love doing. Right, that I'm doing with my beast of chaos, because uh, oh, that's you know, right. You have like a, from, you have like a forest theme going on with that. Yeah, they're, they're from a forest. Like my, uh, I don't have a picture of it, but my herdstone has trees in it, and there's dryads coming out of the bottom. Because when you sacrifice somebody to the at the uh, herdstone, the dryads come out and drag you underground. I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love that. I absolutely love that. You know, and it's funny because I don't have the I don't have the, the picture up here on the screen, but I know that. Um, the War Scroll was already leaked, and I was looking at that. Uh, so yeah. um, I, I don't know if, if you took a look at that. But, you know, I, I still don't like the idea of a 2-plus once-per-game summon. That one was kind of wonky to me. Um, but I did want to say this. I think – oh, yeah, good, I cut you I don't off. like once-per-game things. You know what? I, I really don't. I'm kind of a snob. No, I, I mean, I, I'm not a huge fan of once-per-game things, but I, I guess the way I look at it is if it's once-per-game on a War Scroll – I'm more okay with that than a once per game artifact. Why? Yeah. That's a whole nother conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that, and you know what? And we'll I get mean, there. I look at it this way. You know, you have your clutch, you have your clutch moment. I need this to happen. Okay. Yeah. That's, I, I guess the logic uh, but, it, but it's, it, but. but it's once for, it's once per game, you know, and I, I'm not sure how I necessarily feel about that either being at once per game. Um, but you know her war scroll. I, I do yeah. want to say though, with with I, now that I kind of just kind of kicked it in the can here, the war scroll to me is uh, it's it's pretty interesting. I mean, she's arranged around support. You know, she's kind of one of these. You know, she's going to soak up a lot of. Mm -hmm. She needs a lot of support units for her own offense, which really isn't too shabby. I don't want to really want to make it sound like that. But her own spell, I what I like the most about it is her spell, which is very potent. I think it's a you got like a 50-50 chance of casting it. I think it's like one of those parlor trick number sevens or whatever you got to cast. And I'm, sh yeah. I, you know, I'm, I, what I'm, what I'm pretty positive of with it is, is, is if there's something useful to cast with her second spell, 
I think that would be the one. I don't remember what it is right now, but then, of course, I'm, I'm kind of talking about something a little out of my rear end because I don't have the war scroll up here, but I was looking for it, couldn't find it. But um, but with a built-in, you know, 10 Dryad discount, you know, who, who doesn't love that? And, and basically an extra Wildwood, yeah. you know, her cost at, what, I think it's 340 points seems a lot less intimidating points. than it originally did, too. I, I think I think I'm I'm not a fan of rolling for those Dryads, I'll admit, but I, I think this... I, this, for something about this model just makes me go, yeah, this is, this is good. I like this. Overall, I like this. Yeah. So, and yeah, you know what? I, I mean, I, go ahead. I, I mean, I look at that model and already I'm just like, okay, I would probably convert it this way and this way and this way to make it my version. And just cause I, when you have something that organic, it's very easy to just kind of kit bash it and fill it in with green stuff and have it actually look decent. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I mean, I'm no, I'm not an amazing sculptor by any means, but you know, with some creativity and you know enough green stuff, you can, <laughs> you can make it work. So yeah, yeah, you know what? Um, I couldn't, no matter what. I mean, if I tried to use that much green stuff, I mean, there, there'd probably be a, a felony in my future somewhere. I, I can't do it. <laughs> not me. Not me. Um, but you know, going, going back to her to kind of round that out, I, I think, I think she's pretty squishy. I think that's why she's got the dryads around her and all that kind of stuff. But, um, mm-hmm. but I, I think, I think all in, I think it's a, it's a pretty darn good list. I don't know how many times we're going to see her on the table, but I think when we do, I think we do, it'll be, it'll be pretty cool. But sticking with the Sylvaneth here, uh, rolling with the news, we do have the new AOS, uh, Sylvaneth and, and, and Skaven drop that's happening. Now, this is a pre-order that's going to be happening, I believe this weekend, um, and it's going to have them in a new, in a new box set, putting Skaven versus Sylvaneth in this thing. And it's going to be what, I think 42 or 45 plastic miniatures and rules. Um, so I think that would be mm-hmm. kind of cool. I think the Sylvaneth side is actually quite good with more than, I want to say somebody, I heard somewhere on Warhammer community that it was like 50% or half all brand new models, which is, yeah. uh, pretty I think it's pretty cool that actually Sylvaneth is finally getting an up, uh, you know, uptick in, in new stuff. It kind of gives me a lot of uh, hope for the Seraphon who've got, you know, models that are, that are older than, you know, grandson of Behemoth. They're older than Steve. Um, and uh, the, the Skaven side is, is old, speaking of old, uh, but yeah. I, 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 I still like the assassin model. Um, and and we, we talked about that. On oh, that, last oh my show. gosh. It's just fantastic to finally have some clan Eshin models. Oh yeah, because some yeah. of them date back to Mordheim. That's how old some of them are. So yeah, I really, time. I really do miss that Mordheim game. But I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna digress on that. You already, you already drug me through the mud on the whole Nobbler topic. I'm not talking about Mordheim. I'm not gonna <laughs> do it. But I do miss it. I do miss it a lot. Um, and then, and then I don't know if if you saw this too. But uh, speaking of which, we got, um, we got Night Haunt, and the beloved yeah. daughters of Cain. Uh, they're dropping. Mm-hmm. So this one is actually a drop. We already pre-ordered this. We already know that this is out. And a uh, big chunk of the pre-orders uh, are actually coming to fruition here with this release. So we know that the two new battle tomes are already going to be in everybody's sweaty palms uh, by this weekend. Um, and what I thought was interesting, Dustin, I want to get your two cents on this, is the Night Haunt tome. Uh, it looks like the tome itself, from what I understand, if, you, if you're reading the Warhammer community stuff, it looks like it's going to be coming with a punch card token sheet for all the debuffs and whatnots that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that they're going to be giving when they're, when they're you know, doing all the crazy charge stuff that we've been hearing about. What are your thoughts on Night Haunt coming up? I, I really kind of want to get your two cents because you're, as a Daughters of Cain player, Night Haunt have some of the same speed and finesse. So let's, what are your thoughts on that? They, 
Night Haunt is a really good opponent for Dars of Cain because, yeah, they are very similar. They're very uh, fast, uh, mobile, um, and can hit like trucks, but also, you know, it can be can be durable, but can also be very fragile. Um, one, one of my friends, uh, he plays Night Haunt, and he's pretty enthused about their update finally because, you know, looking at their, their base rules, they're... They're very, very good without even looking at their war scrolls. Okay. Just their army abilities are very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for them. I, I really hope that they, um, I really hope that Night Haunt get the attention that they deserve because I, I always have this, uh, this crazy connection to them. You know, they remind me so much of the old, uh, Irish ghost stories I heard as a kid, you know, growing up, you know, and, um, I really like that about them, that whole Celtic kind of dead feel. You know, the whole Nagash thing, you know, I really, but you know what it is? I, I don't I don't care for Nagash. I'd like to see him kind of go away. But that's one man's opinion, folks. One man's opinion. That's all I'm gonna say. You know what it was? It was twenty eighteen that ruined me on Nagash. That was that was it. When everybody was it was Nagash yeah, He was on every table. Yeah. So I, I was really happy to see that he got his, his roof knocked in, in in these last uh uh last series of books. But but all right, I digress on that one. But the last part of the news is something that we we, we said that we were gonna start talking about every single week. And that is our beloved Armed Forces Day 5. That's going to be happening July 30th and 31st. And uh, that's, uh, that's coming up a lot faster than, um, uh, than, than, we, than we accounted for. You know, uh, we've been talking about things like the, uh, uh, the new character model that we're going, to be, uh, we're going to be allowing everybody to use. And that's going to be the courier model. That's up, uh, we've got uh, that up on the um, Armed Forces Day page. And we've got that uh, linked to the rules pack. Uh, the new rules pack is going to be out before this weekend. The updated uh, new Rev, Rev 3 of that is going to be out. Um, but we're really coming into our own with this with this tournament. You know, we're going to have a total of 80 players, 40 for each side, Age of Sigmar and 40K. Dustin, you're going to be one of the competitors there, man. Yep, yep. Now, uh, which it, I was amazed when I went to sign up uh, how just how fast AOS was selling out, actually. Yeah, you know what? Um, that just... It, it's 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 a tournament that I truly um, I I love it, and I'm not saying that I I love the idea of it. You know, actually, my goal someday is to actually play in it. I'd love to see somebody actually to it for once, and I'd like to play in it. Oh, it's 100% charity uh, tournament uh, where where all the proceeds go towards the uh, the USO um, to support our active duty troops. You know, and I, I say this almost every year. You know, we we have we have great holidays and and great events for uh, the 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 old soldiers. The passed away soldiers, and we—I I, think—I find that sometimes uh, the soldiers still wearing the uniform get kind of uh, looked past in, in in some ways, and um, yeah. and uh, I always want to make sure that they get the attention that they deserve. So uh, that's what this is for. It's just a way to um, uh, to to kind of tip our hat to them and, and roll some dice uh, for for a good cause, you know. So for a good uh, cause, yeah. yeah, we're going to be back at the VFW in Lockport, and you know, I I, I want to say to all the uh, the 40k uh, players out there, and and a good portion of the AOS players, don't worry, the bar is going to be fully stocked. Um, we we have made <laughs> sure that 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 uh, that your livers are in dire trouble, and you will be you will be well sedated with booze. You're going to be just fine. You know, that's a funny thing I want to bring up. You know, last year's tournament, they were like they drank all the whiskey. An entire case of Jack Daniels gone. I mean, that's that's a lot of like that's a lot of drinking. So we uh, we, we we will have that uh, again this year. But you know, good times to be had, and um, really looking forward to another great turnout. And you know, we're going to keep growing. We got some awesome prize support that's going to be uh, uh, coming our way too. We've got some brand new uh, vendors and supporters that are going to be uh, 
helping us out. And then, of course, we got the old reliable. We got awesome, awesome companies like Six Squared Studios, Monument Hobbies, Ministop.com, uh, all those old dogs that have been with us since the very beginning. And uh, we love all you people. We love every one of the players, everybody. We want to thank you very much for, for making so far AFD5 successful. And uh, we're already looking towards AFC, AFD6. But you're probably bringing the Daughters of Cain for AFD6 now, aren't you? Well, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see if uh, BC Cass actually get their, their book next year. Uh, then uh, we'll see. Or, I mean, Oathbreakers. Ooh, there's Maybe. a good one. There's a good one. But in the meantime, we're talking Daughters of Cain. All right, gang, we're going to be right back with Daughters of Cain. Stick around. Hey gang, I want to thank you for being with us today on Grimdark Live. Thanks for being with us on tonight's show. But before we get into our main topic here on the show, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker and become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in, and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, check out our podcast or blog sections, attend an upcoming event, or... Should you know that GrimdarkLive.com has some great products in our shop, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, dice, and a ton more. So get your swag on with Grimdark Live merch. Also, from GrimdarkLive.com, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We're constantly updating the website, so check it out for new stuff on the site. But with all that said, we just want to thank you for being part of this show and being here with us tonight, here on Grimdark Live. Now, let's get to the main topic of the show. Daughters of Cain, here we go, man. We are uh, we're getting ready for a, uh, a great conversation tonight uh, with my guests and I. And I think, you know, honestly, you guys are going to find it really interesting because as we kind of said in the top of the hour, if you guys were with us, the Army itself has uh, really, really gone through uh, some significant changes, but yet it still feels and plays the same. But I think what people are really going to appreciate about this Army is is the nuances that have come into it. But Dustin, enough of that, man. Let's get into this. So uh, so Dustin, Daughters of Cain are in short. I'm just going to throw this out there. Bloodthirsty zealots who worship a god called Cain, who is the god of murder, which I don't, you know, it's kind of weird correlation between, you know, them and Korn, uh, who is what? Dead, right? I mean, he's he's dead. The Korn, or I mean, Cain uh, is dead. Uh, and right now, Marathi's got them all bamboozled and thinking that she's the only one that can talk to this dead dude and uh, and that nobody really believes that she's been tainted by Slanesh. That's kind of the backstory in a nutshell, right? Yeah, that was the that was the backstory. Um, and uh, you know, there was a lot involved with her helping imprison Slanesh. Right. And get, you know, the the elven souls out of there. Um, but ultimately, her whole her whole thing was from the very beginning godhood because you had nagash sigmar um you know uh Alariel, all these you uh you know yeah uh, i can't well, even yeah yeah teclas you have teclas yeah uh, Tyrion, yeah you, uh, you know right all these former elves they're they're gods and she's just a demigod and it's just like oh that's unacceptable for marathi so right. you know she the ultimate schemer she's stealing souls and you know getting more than her uh her share which weakens 
the the prison that Slanesh was held in. So that's why Slanesh is starting to come out. But in Broken Realms, uh, Marathi, uh, without spoiling too much, uh, she succeeds with her gambit right. to become a god. So she calls herself now Marathi Cain. And instead of having her um, followers, you know, worship Cain and she's the, you know, prophetess, she is Cain for all intents purposes. Sure. Uh, but uh, I haven't I haven't read the lore in the new Battle Tome yet, but I imagine they're going to uh, build on some of the lore that has uh, come out recently where uh, it might not be uh, as calm as a. Uh, uh, everyone would like it to be. So you, you know, I I do like their lore. I like the whole uh, I like the whole like like backstory to a backstory that they're developing with it. You know that that she's going to be hiding oh, yeah. behind her own lies and deceit. And, and, and in a way, I got to be honest with you. You know, at the end of End Times, she was consumed by the, the by Slanash. She rotted her way in, in in Slanash's belly with all the other Elven souls. And I got a I got a feel in a way that she's she's damaged. She's kind of ashamed. She's kind of you know, in a way, she's got to yep. be kind of like a tortured, panicked soul uh, trying to hide that because I imagine she loves being an, an elf and she loves her people and all that. But I think that I think she's just damaged goods. You know, I think there's a real interesting, deeper story to uh, Marathi, Marathi Kane um, that I'm interested to see. Maybe this might be the pathway down to, you know, a new a new evil elf army as, as she gets discovered. Do you think that's where the storyline is going to go eventually? Uh Oh, oh boy, we'll we'll see because I mean, Cult of Slanesh was a thing. It was in uh, Warhammer Fantasy Battles it, where you could have chaos and basically the you know witch elves and you know stuff like that in one army. Right. And I don't know. It'll be interesting because you know Marathi uh, upset a lot of people when she took over Anvil Guard and turned it into Harkaran. It was it was it's, um, it's the the Cult so, of Pleasure is what it was called. I think back in the day. Cult of Pleasure, that was it, yeah. Yep. I mean, but it was a Slanish cult, yeah, I, right. It was, yeah. It, yeah. it was it was a Slanish thing. But uh, it, it'll be interesting, because Marathi hates chaos. You know, she's, she was swallowed by Slanesh, so she does not like chaos. And that's always been the weird thing with Dars of Cain, is their only order because they oppose chaos. Well, yeah. Uh, for the most know, part. Yeah, I mean that's yeah exactly. But it's funny, you know. They're they they themselves. I mean, does chaos look at themselves as evil? You know, look look at look at Nurgle. No. You know, look. At, I mean, no, they don't. They don't. Nurgle yeah. coming at you with gifts. You know, I think that um, <laughs> I think that 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 she. Uh, you know, they may be order as just a, a name tag, but I don't I I don't see them as that. But so so this leads me to my first question for you: Why do you play daughters of Cain? Well, uh. Uh, multiple reasons. Uh, for me, the big thing was when the first trailer came out for Dars of Cain, which GW, it's still one of the best army trailers you've ever come out with. Fight me, everyone. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, but, you know, up until that point, I, AOS, you know, one beginning of AOS two, um, I was playing chaos and in fantasy battles, I played dark elves and there wasn't really an elf army a dark elf army that was really interesting. Yeah. There was, you know, the legends stuff or whatever at the time. Right. And then it's like Dars of Cain, witch elves, uh, Medusa's snake ladies. Like, what is this? I want to play it. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
just because it, it looked cool. And uh, it's it's funny because they, they have a very interesting aesthetic. Um, but also, you know, aside from liking how the models look and liking the aesthetic and them, you know, being great models to paint, um, I love how the army plays as oh, yeah. well. It's yeah. uh, definitely uh, glass cannon. Okay, I want to. I want to. Let me stop you right there, because yeah. that's something I want to touch on. Because you know they are elves, right? And everybody knows they're elves. That yep. any elf army, whether it's Adnet Deepkin, uh, whether it's you know Lumineth Realm Lords, whether it's uh, the, the the dark elves that are in Cities of Sigmar, can't think of the name right now. Um, whether it's any one of them, they're they're very unforgiving. Whatever you do well is great and fine and good. You're going to do that very well. But any mistake you have, you're going to pay for that double. So what is your let Let's stop right there and hang on something you just said because I really want to get this out. What is your opinion? You've heard and, and you you've said it yourself of Daughters of Cain being a glass cannon. I mean, here's the thing: they hit hard, but they're going to die quickly when attacked back. So let's let's talk about that. Um. Yeah. The the thing is, you have low armor saves. Um. Excuse me. Uh, you don't have a ton of ways to buff your armor save. Not like you know the way Slaves to Darkness can. Right. Um. Now. To help offset their fragility a little bit, the whole army has a ward save of six plus. And uh, through what we'll talk about in a little bit, uh, you do have ways to buff that for a little bit more survivability. But really, how you want to use the army, you uh, there used to be an aura in one of the temples where you get a five plus ward save. Right. I I mean that was kind of against the whole army's philosophy of get in and kill you before you kill me sure um and so i i think the way they've done it now is they get more dangerous the longer the battle goes on and so now you have that five plus ward save you know potentially uh in battle round five or sooner because they have just gone nuts in their frenzy of trying to kill you right so you have to you know basically kill a lot of people before you get to that uh, and, and and that's kind of what I what I want to touch on, you know. We, yeah, and that's kind of what I want to touch on. You know, when we talk about that, they're glass cannons. This doesn't necessarily meet reflect on you know uh, your list that you put together, meaning your list or any daughters of cane player. Uh, but I, I think the analogy comes from where you have folks running hordes of witch elves or double reinforced blood stalkers, and you know they're they're just getting they're slaughtering while getting slaughtered themselves. But the overarching yeah. meaning behind that is, yeah, they're going to die quick, but they're tough as hell. They're they're going to do some they're going to do some damage to you. They're they're vicious. Yeah. Is the best way I can describe them. They are vicious. Right. Like you 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 might you might kill them, but they're going to you know you know do death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. And, well, time, it's so. like we said in the beginning. You know, you, you don't know you've been cut by the razor blade until you're bleeding to death. You know that that's the kind of army yeah. that the that this army is. Um, so let's let's kind of start battening down here a little bit in the conversation. Now, you, obviously, everybody out there in in you know Nerdland and you and I, Dustin, we've all we've all seen the leaks and, and, and even recently the reviews on the new book. Uh, we've read through the new book and we've looked at it. And so let's let's talk about what we know so far uh, for 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 the new book, Daughters of Cain, that's going to be you know out for three dropping here in everybody's sweaty palms. Uh, buyer before this weekend. So, but I want—I do want to clarify something, folks. This is a conversation show. We're going to talk about the the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of what this army is now, uh, where it came from. You know, we're not going to really get into the minutia of you know 
artifacts of the army. We're going to talk about that in the lists, of course, but we're not going to really do a, a thorough page turn because that's not really what the show is about. We, 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 we may talk about their bra size. Dustin did actually bring that up that he was thinking about that's kind of where he wanted to go with that. <laughs> I didn't even know that was going to be a topic, but he mentioned that there was, I'm kidding. Okay. I'm joking. All right, that's, I went off the top. See, it's the Nobbler thing earlier. All right. So here, here it is. So what have you heard about the book so far that you can share with all the listeners uh, that you like so far? Well, uh, one of the biggest changes was the uh, blood rights uh, table. Um, every turn, or I, I should say every battle round, um, Darza Kane, uh, will, will get something previously. Right. It was a reroll of one right. for, uh, run rolls, uh, charges, hits, wounds, saves. That's what it was previously. You know, all the rerolls for the most part are going away. Um, now they get a plus one, um, each battle round. So first battle round plus one to run rolls. Right. Second battle round plus one of charge rolls, hits, wounds, and then fifth battle round. If assuming you have an army left at that point, you have a ward of a five plus instead of a six, which is pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Pretty and good. and and before before I give my my thoughts on the blood rights, I want to point out something here in the chats that Shane Galvin has uh, has brought up. Now this is a man of obviously immense intelligence, uh, culture, and he really knows the lore probably better than most people. You know, Kane was a nobbler. And the only, the only thing that, that I got to say, this exemplary comment and this uplifting of the entire game by Shane, I do want to say one thing. Uh, <laughs> Shane, Kane is a nobbler. That's why he survived this whole thing. We're going to find out that he is a nobbler. And uh, I, so I, I think that this man right here, I think we all need to give Shane a, a round of applause. What, what a brilliant man. All right, let's keep rolling here. <laughs> These distractions are going to kill the show. All right, but, but, you know, going back to the blood rights, you know, I really think uh, it's, it's, it's a longtime staple for the faction. We already know that. I mean, uh, this yeah. got uh, a pretty intense, I'd have to say, overhaul. I mean, that's really what we're trying to say here. And it's kind of follows suit with all the, the stuff that Nurgle has gotten with their, you know, and Ideneth Deepkin and all their, hey, look, I get to do something special this turn type of a movement thing. But mm -hmm. I think it also yeah. does, like you said, it cuts down on the number of rerolls. Um, for, you know, which I think the faction already has freaking several of them. Uh, but I think to replace them with the plus one buff instead, I think that's a huge thing. Um, I, know, I really like it, especially cause you know, turn three, I get plus one to, uh, battle round three, I get plus one to hit. Yeah. I don't have to spend a command point on all out attack. Uh, cool. well, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, and, and I'm going to touch on something here about the whole glass cannon thing. This is what I was thinking about when we were in, you know, my turn here to talk about what I really like about what I've heard about the new book. And I think witch elves and, 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 uh, the, the, the sisters of slaughter, um, they just got better End of story. I mean, I, I love the fact that witch they elf got meta is back. I, I love that. I love that. And, you know, yep. here's the thing. I wouldn't necessarily go as far as to say that they were, they were not terrible before um but i think witch elves and i think sisters of slaughter were, were frequently regaled regaled to uh objective holders and tar pits in 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 the last mm -hmm. edition i really do and i think with this book that they have and I, but see i'm a big fan of units that are retooled right i like to see when yeah. when a company like gw or anybody for that matter can look at something and say you know what Let's improve what we have here. And I think the book has done that. I think this new version of 3.0, especially when it comes to the Witch Elves and the Sisters of Slaughter, have uplifted them. I think this, I think they, this book and this new edition is going to give you the tools to make them a, a pretty frightening fighting force. I really do. So 
Yep. That's my initial takeaway. Yep. Give me, give me, give me something else. What, what, what was your takeaway on something else that you saw good that is that that is coming out with the new 3.0 book? Um, again, just going back to the the battle traits. Um, okay. Excuse me. Uh, and, and I like how GW is doing this. Is they're giving every army heroic actions that aren't necessarily only usable by the general. Right. So a lot of the default ones are only by the general, but now you have other heroes, including your general, that can do heroic actions. And I really like the uh, um, Darza Kane. Well, that's the uh, uh, that's ba- that's Battle Fury, right? The Battle Fury. Battle Fury. Yeah. 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 So uh, you take a Darza Kane hero that is not a monster. So Marathi, no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you use it uh, and. Uh, is it, uh, yeah, so it would be during the hero phase. Right. But you had plus two to the attacks characteristics of melee weapons. So, all right, my Medusa that already has three weapon profiles um, with, let's see, I don't know, ten attacks. Right. So each weapon gets plus two attacks. And it's like, oh, I'm in combat this turn. I need to kill something. There you go. Right. That's, that's pretty good. Right. Right. Yeah. You know what? And that is actually a really good one. They really, they really did. Uh, but I'm going to stick with, I'm going to stick with the actually, because I, I like where you're going. You're kind of, you're, well, you know what you're doing? You're looking at it as a player. I'm looking at it as an opponent. Isn't that, isn't that funny how this conversation is going right now? Um, <laughs> yes. But I like the new options in the battle tome and I got to stick with that. I got to, st- I got to piggyback off of pretty much what I said before with the witch elves uh, and the sisters of slaughter, because the sub factions grant more battle line yes. options than, than ever before. Um, you're not locked into uh-huh. a specific general or all that palabra of really what I'd like to call old 2.0, you know, the real strict battle line if rules. Um, I really like that. Yeah. And, and the blood rights, you know, since I, I'm going to wheel it kind of back around to you, these are two things off the top of my head that I think the blood rights, you know, were, were, are, are pretty solid, even a little bit better. Uh, and what's the one, uh, the, and we're, and we're not going to talk about this right now because we're going to get into your list, but uh, Hagnar, I think it is. I think Hagnar's trait Hagnar, remains... Yeah. Uh, pretty much the way it has been, I believe. But, I mean, you still got the stacking, right? I mean, they're all going to stack. Mm-hmm. When you get the right combos going, you know, you can get, uh, you know, you can get a lot going in that in that first turn. So I think, I think right now, I like what they're doing from that standpoint as far as really kind of making the army, um, I, I think they're filling a lot of the holes, you know, in, in, in the yeah. army that, that I really think is a bonus for this, for this new 3.0 book. So, Throw something else at me, man. What uh, what what do we got out there? What what else did you what else did you know about the book that's coming out that you liked? Um, I mean, just this is a very small change, but I love Blood Sisters. They're the the melee snakes. Yeah. Um, I love having hordes of them. And previously, in in their first you said you said horde, had... didn't you? You said horde. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. Yes. Um, but in uh, in their first incarnation, uh, they had a melee weapon that on a four plus did a mortal wound. Okay. Um, second book, they changed it where you chose a enemy unit within one inch of the snake unit. You right. roll a die for each model in the snake unit, and on a three plus, they would take a mortal wound. How the enemy would take a mortal wound. However, that was end of the combat phase, so you could kill you could kill the unit before they could use it. Right now, it's after the unit is done with all their attacks, then they get to do mortal wounds on a two plus. Yeah. So yeah. the snake hammer is 
that is and that I'm is pretty, so solid. That is that is so solid. That is so solid. Um, I do want to tie something into you that I I I, I kind of have a head scratcher on. I like it. I think. Uh, okay. And, and when I was kind of going through the book, um, fanatical faith. I want, I want to talk to you a little bit about that because, mm-hmm. as before, as before, it's a six plus word save. I don't know, man. I, I you know a six plus word save to me is equivalent to when you drop your dice on the floor and you get to re-roll it. I don't know. It just doesn't really seem like anything too special to me. But it's a six plus word save. With no strings attached, I get it. You know, most of your units mm-hmm. have mediocre saves, anyways. Uh, so you're going to be needing this to some degree. I'll take it. Six plus is fine, especially since Hagnar doesn't come with a uh, a five plus uh, ward save yeah, artifact don't anymore. Get that anymore. So I mean, how do you feel about fanatical faith and that whole piece that 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 they're reintroducing in the book? Um, I I really like it because. Um, having played BC Chaos for uh, several months now, right? Um, like sometimes, even if you have a high arm save, sometimes that ward save, when you don't have it, it's just kind of like, oh, I, I don't have that slim chance of keeping my model on the table, right? And so I actually kind of like that with Dar's Cane is it's like, oh, well, you just negated my armor because you hit me with a Ren two weapon, but I still have a chance. You know, uh, I still have a chance to keep some models on the table, which I actually kind of like because it fits the fanaticism that they have. It's like, you you know, there's a chance that I'm going to keep on fighting because I don't care if, like, I die. Sure. You know, and I kind of, I kind of like the the word save. Um, It's just a nice little extra thing because, again, I don't have high armor saves, so. Yeah, yeah. No, you know what, I'm kind of glad you said that. But how about this one? Let me throw this one at you. I want to get your two cents on in this one. We, we, we briefly touched on this in the beginning here. Avatar Kane, buddy. Now we're going to be, now don't, don't, don't let, don't oh let boy. the goods, don't let the goods out of the bag yet because you got a couple of these bad boys in your list, but they fixed them. I mean, we can say that from a high level, right? Before we yep. get into your list, they, they fixed they, them. They fixed them. Yeah. They are usable. Well, I, they're, you know, we're, I think we're going to see they're a little more than usable. I, and I think too, the, <laughs> the, the, the little goofy little prayer, you know, uh, to get them to move Where has you, been dropped. Where you put the die in your hand. And like, yeah, they, they got, they got rid of got that. Got rid of that. Um, I, so I, I think, I think, I, I think you're going to see these, you know what? I think you're going to see these guys. I think you're going to see avatars on the table. I, I really want to talk about them, but I'm going to wait 100%. for the list. I got to, I got to have my, my discipline. Give me something else. One, one more thing uh, that that you liked in the book, and, and then we'll, we'll we'll keep rolling with uh, with the with the actual with the meat and potatoes of the of the book. Um, just to touch on the last uh, battle traits, um, the army wide command ability, all out slaughter. Oh yeah. Um, you choose you choose a Darzakin unit, and um, for that combat phase, um, any unmodified six. Uh, to hit scores two hits instead of one. Sounds very slanishy. So, well, here's what I like about it. Uh, previously, you, you still have a prayer that lets you do this called right. Catechism of Murder. Does the same thing, but it's a prayer. Now, this one can only be used in the combat phase. Uh, but what I like about it is, depending on what hero uses it, it will determine who's getting affected by it, but also. It's not just nice to have the option of, well, I rolled a two for my prayer to get Catechism of Murder. In the combat phase, I can guarantee I get it for a command point. Okay. And it's very nice because, again, I don't have to have my hag there in range 
and cast it or chant it on a three, potentially, I, okay, I need to have this unit with this ability in this certain combat. Right. I can do it for command point. Sure. That's awesome. Yeah, and you know, and and that's that's one of the many buffs that are in the army now. I mean, there, there's numerous ways, tons of ways in this in this new version yeah. of the army. And actually, there was before too. So, I, I, you know, kind of forgive me for for saying it that way, but I'll just put it this way: there's there's a lot of ways to get buffs uh, to modify the round and get buffs early with this army. Uh-huh. And and I think I think whether they're going to be either uh, either army wide or certain units, um, I think other. I think other you know temples do it better than others. Like I'm going to keep going back to Hagnar as a sub faction uh, and true mm-hmm. believer. You know the the warlord trade grants plus one to battle round to your to your entire army. I think that's pretty huge. While I think the uh, what's the what's the one the, the the sacrament of blood prayer that one I believe sacrament um, of blood is, yep. is is the blood rack Medusa's uh, Medusai kin and the hag queen's witch brew Medusai you know, kin all, yeah. yeah all those abilities I think are going to increase it by by one turn I think that's I think there's a lot of buffs that you're going to be able to get in this army and I think you can stack them I think that's the one thing that I think people when they you know I was reading on the boards and a lot of people were saying that they're upset about the fewer re rolls. You know, and I'm kind of reading it first, and I said, you know what? Okay, so a lot of rerolls, maybe, maybe not. That's a good thing, not may or less rerolls. Maybe that's a good thing. Who knows? I said, but I, but I want to say this with all the stacks that I just kind of touched on, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. It might be. Look, I, this is we're an opinionated show, so you know, you know us. Uh, I mean, for God's sakes, Dustin just you know brought up you know, bra sizes for this army, for God's sake. But uh, I think I think the one thing that is going to be controversial for us to say, but trust us, I, I think you're going to be happy about this, is I think you're going to be able to pump up a lot of twos by twos, hits all over the place, I think, and I think you're barely going to notice the lost re-rolls. There, I said it. So, yep. yep. What you- uh, uh, you, uh, you're hardly going to notice. Um, it, sure, I mean, being able to re-roll a run, you know, when you roll that one and turn it into a six, Awesome. But I mean, you know, with them getting rid of rerolls, I look at it this way. Okay. Well, you know, I get, I get plus one to my charge or plus one to my run, you know, that's, that's really good. But then also, yeah, being able to accelerate those buffs where I could be adding one to runs, rolls, uh, I'm sorry, runs, charges, hits and wounds by like turn two, turn three. I mean, the right build. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, that's super scary. Yeah, I, and you know, and, and that's what I think the secret sauce of this army is going to be. I think it's a combination of the speed, as we said, speed kills, and the buffs. Mm-hmm. I think yep. that's really, I think that's going to be the, the 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 balancing factor of of how this, and of course, you know, the the the, the counter the the counterweight to the balance there is going to be the player, right? So I think I think because it's still an elf army, yeah. if you can control yourself and actually you know mitigate your mistakes and really know the army very well. Uh, I think between the speed and I think the buffs, I think is going to be a good thing. But let's let's keep rolling here before we get into the list. We're getting close, folks. We're getting close. All right, Dustin, I'm going to ask you one question. Don't talk about the temples that are in your list. We're going to get to those soon enough. But give me give me the outside of the ones you have in the list. Temple you like best best temple. Xanthar uh, Kai, the Snake Temple. Oh, of course, uh, I knew you were going there. I should have known that. Yes, because. Uh, and, and I appreciate it because it actually fits the lore of them being utterly the the most fanatical followers of Marathi. Uh, so you have any Malusai in a Xantharkai army. When they're slain, they can attack before you remove them. The, the whole any snakes in the army. So you can 
go run up to something, you know, kill a lot of it. They swing back, kill half your unit. Right. And then half those models that died, they get to attack again. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny because I, I think also if I am no, no, stop me if I'm wrong on this one, but I think I think the Zentharkai temple, I think the Blood Sisters and the Blood Stalkers are both battle line. Right. In in in, in in this in this temple, um, but I think they also become yeah. battle line under a Malusai general, if I remember right. Uh, but but it, you know, and I, but but isn't that part of this Xanathar uh, Kai? Isn't that isn't that part of this? Uh, That's one of the advantages temple? of taking this temple. Is uh, let's say I wanted to take Marathi as my general. Um, I don't know why you would, because she counts as your general anyway. But right. uh, let's say I wanted to do that. And then I can have a bunch of snakes, and they'll still be battle line. And then I can choose somebody else for my general. Um, but I, I like that you have the option. It's like instead of it being you must take this Malusai general to make them battle line, I can just put them in this temple, sure, and kind of take whatever general I want. Yeah, so I like that. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out there that I was reading in the book that I liked, and it and it's. I like it because I like this type of gameplay. I think I like the functionality of it. But again, I'm looking at it from an opponent. Uh, retreat and charge. Uh, that's that that Keltnar. You know, simple, Keltnar, effective. Amazing. And you want to know something? Amazing. I I love that because how? I mean, let's put it this way: How many times do you take a unit? I don't care what the unit is. We we can say Dracothian Guard. We can take Fulminators. We can talk about whatever you want. Where they're going to do something fantastic on the charge, and then. Then you got to charge again yep. for them to do something fantastic. I'm not saying fulminators are are a army. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that a lot of times you're limited to that one thing. So anytime you get an opportunity to kind of recharge the charge, I love that. And it's simple. So that that's my. But again, I'm looking at it from an opponent. And you're looking at it from a player. You want to know what's scary about Keltnar? So uh, your your favorite spell, your favorite spell that uh, you. you love to see Dars of Cain players cast is Mind Razor. Oh, yeah, Occam's Mind Granted, Razor, Granted, yeah. it's still an 8. Well. So, you basically have to get the artifact that makes it plus 1 to cast, because it's 8 and 8 is really hard. However, right. it, it the spell's unchanged. Uh, you get an, an additional point of rend on a unit, and then if you charge, you get plus 1 damage. Wow. So, you can now have a unit, instead of being stuck in combat, having lost the damage bonus, you can cast it on the unit again, and they can charge again and still get the damage. Wow. So, yeah. Wow. Scary. Well, yeah, that is uh, that that is um, pretty scary. And you know, it's funny when you look at the temples. There's six of them, um, right? Yeah, there's six there's six temples to choose from in 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 the new book. Actually, there were six in the old book. I don't know why I just said it that way. Yeah. I think I think each are going to change. Uh, you know, which units you want to take, and I think they're all going to give you that kind of proverbial choice that we have with with pretty much any way we build our armies. Um, yeah. But I I think there's a few that I think stand out. I think the two you have in your list are probably uh, in the top three. I would say that uh, yeah. Zenithar Kai is probably in there with the, with the other two that you have in your list. Um, the only other one I think that 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 comes to mind that. Well, I think I think typical GW fashion, uh, you know, the the last two, which is uh, Kraith, I believe it was, and the other one is the uh, the Gaineth or something. I, yeah, there it is. There it is. Thank you. Yeah, I, I was I was getting close. I think those two are just kind of eh. You know, I mean, uh, I think I think with the they uh, favor. The, go ahead. They favor certain builds. Well, so, they all they all do really. That's kind of why I, I yeah. was trying to preface it that, and I was kind of taking the long long way around the horn, but. 
Um, you know, the the uh Drakei Gaineth one, uh this subfaction, you know, it 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 does something where it it allows you to reinforce or double reinforce one unit of witch elves, uh, you know, above and beyond your normal limit, I think is what it is. And I think that means yep. that if if you really wanted to, you could take three units of thirty witch elves in your army. Um, yeah, that might be pretty good, but then again, it might be pretty average. So I, I think typical GW fashion, they give you two or three really, really good ones, and then maybe two okay ones and a lousy one. I mean, which which temple would you would you tell people to kind of maybe stay away from? Um, as an opinionated show, one man's opinion, pro- probably the craze. Okay. Okay. Kind of find it. Now, granted, they made it. They made it a four plus instead of a six plus to fight again. Um, but I mean, that's that's kind of it. Okay. Um, I, it, it could be good. I, I don't know. I mean, uh, but also that also kind of limits you to either sisters of slaughter or or witch elves again. Sure. Um, the sure. same way Drake Ganath does. Right. But right. I mean, it could potentially be good. I think, you know, sure you have a horde of, witch, you know, a whole bunch of witch elves and then you get enough uh, of the uh, new hero, the gladiatrix. Right. I mean, their whole point is to buff witch elves. So I think you could you could definitely make it work. Yeah. Well, and, I... and like anything, I mean, if it's if it's something you play with all the time. And, you know, that's the build that you like using and you're good at it, then, I mean, go for it. But, sure. Yeah, I I feel like those two are the weakest, the the Drake Ganath and the, the Kraith. Yeah, I, I have to I have to tend to agree with you. And, and you know, here, here when we get into your list here, right after this, uh, last statement I want to make on that one, I, I, I was torn. You know, I don't think they have any bad uh, tempers. Correct. I really don't. Uh, they don't but, have any bad ones. Some yeah. are just better than others. Well, I, but I think that's typical fashion. But again, I got to be honest with you. I think the one that I think is going to benefit the most in, in what I like to say is punches and bunches, I think is Keltnar. I, for some reason, I'm stuck on that one. I love the idea of being able to retreat and charge. Because let, let's take a squishy unit like Witch Elves. They're getting the snot knocked out of them. They're killing everything in sight. But then what can they do? They can, you know, remember, retreating is still a tactic. They can retreat <clears throat> yep. out of combat and charge back in again. I, I think there's some value to that. I don't know. The simplicity of it is maybe what what I what I like a real lot. I'm not I'm not exactly sure. But let's talk about some lists, man. You ready for your first list? Yep. All right. So this is the first list. Uh, this is your Hagnar build. Now, uh, right off the bat, you got Hagnar. You're an Ulgu, and your grand strategy is conquered in the name of Cain, and your triumph is bloodthirsty. So let's let's take it from the top with your leaders on this. First list here. So you got your Slaughter Queen and a Cauldron of Blood. You got your Hag Queen and you got two uh, High gla- uh, uh, Gladiatrix. So let's uh, let's talk about that. Walk us through your uh, your 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 head honchos here. Well, really quick, I, I want to mention the the grand strategy conquered in the name of Cain. All right, do it. Um, <clears throat> what that is is uh, when the battle ends, you complete the grand strategy if you have an Avatar of Cain or Cauldron of Blood wholly within enemy territory. Oh. I have four. I have four avatars and uh, a cauldron of blood. So, and they're not super easy to kill. So, hopefully, an easy, easy to achieve grand strategy. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, slaughter queen and cauldron of blood. Um, basically, the the most killy version of uh, the uh, of the the cauldrons. Right. And I mean, she's your your anchor. 
Baker, basically, because um, she can cast prayers or chant prayers. Uh, she can unbind spells. Um, the cauldron has an aura that gives you plus one save. Um, and also there's an avatar of Cain on the cauldron. So in addition to her attacks, the handmaiden attacks, you have an avatar of Cain on there yeah. as well. Yeah. And, um, and go ahead. No, well, no, I mean, it's, it's a solid, yeah, solid, well, uh, leader. I, I'm, I'm, I, I think the slaughter queen, well, the slaughter queen is only going to get better because she's literally on the cauldron of blood. I, I think, I think that yes. that's what makes her better. And for 315 points, uh, she's kind of a steal. I mean, and, and as your general yeah. or, you know, your, your priest, you know, whatever you want to call her general priest, um, what are your thoughts on the dance of doom as it, as it grants the strike first ability instead of a, a second attack now, because that that's, that's a war scroll piece for, for her. What do you, what do you think of that? Uh, the dance of doom that could, I mean, that could potentially be pretty good. Um, pull it up here um yeah following combat phase i mean if you if you have a unit that could you know wreck you right it's like i need to deal with this first right the ability to do that on three plus pretty pretty good right um and she still has orgy of slaughter um you know that uh yeah i mean it, it that that really works as it did before i mean it's it's a weaker version of marathi's command ability but i think orgy of slaughter is still is still something to be to be thought of and what i really liked about the slaughter queen uh, you know especially in this version that that you have her is uh the uh what's it called the um the the ruin of cain i believe it's called or something like that i'll have to look it up here but i think it's called ruin of cain and and what i know now from looking at the old book and the new one is that that ruin of cain it's it's literally integrated into the attack profile like the hag yep, queen I, I, i'm so glad they did that yeah because yeah exactly because it's like hey i have four attacks that do one damage great okay I, i'm gonna be in trouble if i get in combat now it's like right okay i'm actually going to kill some things in combat now right you know if, if i get stuck cause yeah now, granted, they they got rid of um, you know one of the weapon profiles for the slaughter queen, but that's okay because now I do a, a guaranteed D three yeah uh, for the damage. Well, and and don't forget about the cauldron of blood. I mean, you got your bladed impact hits. Uh, you know they do D three mortal wounds on the charge on a. I think it's a two plus. I think that's a standard. You know, charge and kill something on a two plus. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, the, the, the blood shield, that's what it was. I, I, I always want to call it bloodshed and I, I keep screwing that up, but the blood shield, it's going to grant plus one to save with, with an aura range, uh, which, which diminishes obviously as it takes, it takes damage, which I thought was kind of interesting, but I thought was appropriate. Um, I think the new model of the, the, um, the, the worship ability grants, I think plus one to chance within nine inches, yep. which is a huge boon. I think that's a huge thing for them. Otherwise it's just, it's just generally better in combat which it's nice to see some big clunky model like the cauldron of blood better in in combat um so i, I like yeah, to see it's, that it's it's funny yeah because it's just like oh here's this statue on wheels and it's like wait it does how much damage right right <laughs> and it's it's not often unless you're playing something like ogres or orc war clans that you have a fighty general and in this particular list here you know yeah. the slaughter queen on the cauldron of blood is a pretty fighty general I I, th yeah. I think I I, mm -hmm. I like that, uh, but let's take a step back before we get into the rest of the heroes. We got to talk about it, man. Hagnar, this is the one I've been kind of mentioning the whole time. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you took this as your temple, and just like before, just like before, uh, you know, you played this temple in other in other games. I remember playing it against you. When you add what is it one to the current battle round for the effect you get, 
So in other words, yep. if you're in Hagnar, that, that buffs the, the, the six things or five things that you can do uh, in, in each battle round. Which means you get plus one to your run and charge from, you know, I think it's the first, first battle turn. round, uh, plus one to hit and wound from the third yeah. battle round. And, and it makes your units uh, hit in combat sooner and hit harder and all those kinds of things that we just talked about with them being glass cannon. But, I mean, talk a little bit about Hagnar and kind of the, your thought process behind that with this particular list. Well, yeah, I mean, I went with Hagnar <clears throat> just because for, for exactly what we just talked about. Um, and... It, you know, like you don't, it doesn't specifically, um, like cater to these, the units that I chose. It's just a, a good stable bonus for the whole army. So, I mean, in addition to all the witch elves, you're going to have that bonus. Um, the avatars are going to have that bonus too. It's just a good solid pick in my opinion, compared to mother temple. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then you know, with the the command trait and the uh, the artifact, right? Um, you know, I just tried to make the uh, slaughter queen you know more killy, well, sacrificial overseer. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, sacri- sacrificial overseer basically um, lets her attack again at the end of the combat phase. So if something is still alive, then. You know, if the cauldron survives, then she's going to attack again. Well, I think the biggest amazing. thing, I think, what I think is the biggest thing is how it ties together is is with Hagnar, it, it, the additional round of battle rights. I'm going to keep going back to that. And again, it's yep. the simplicity of it, I think, is really huge, especially since they lost their five plus ward save artifact. Um, I can't remember what it's called now, but they lost that artifact. And, you know, you want to get to that, you know, round four, round five bonuses as, as fast as possible. And I think the fact that you can now add, as you've done, a cauldron of blood in your army, uh, in addition to the normal, you know, monster behemoth units you normally take, I think is a huge, huge piece that Hagnar uh, allows you. And so it, it, it's 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 cool. It's realistic. Uh, that and, and I think you're going to be, like you said, you're going to be hitting your behemoth limit always, uh, unless you're you're yep. leaning hard into it. And I think with Hagnar and all the buffs and boons that you get, I think that's going to be a a definite. Uh, Positive, but yeah, I didn't mean to digress. I just wanted to touch on Hagnar, man. I've been kind of hinting at well, it. So. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was the other reason I chose because it's like, yeah, normally you'd be limited to you know four behemoths, and it's like, right. well, I get a free, basically a free cauldron slot. Exactly. So okay. So let's let's now jump over and let's talk about the Hag Queen, man. The the old reliable. Yeah. So uh, Hag Queen, um, I gave her uh, the prayer crimson rejuvenation, so I can heal stuff. Right. Um, which could be either. Um, an avatar or one of the cauldrons or the cauldron. Um, I also get the slaughter queen sacrament of blood, which again, that's the one that increases the battle round. Right. So we're going all in with the uh, increasing the blood rights. Um, but uh, the artifact, uh, the Canaanite pendant. Sure. Um, uh, and what's great about that is when I need a prayer to happen, I can just say I'm using this once per game. Okay it's successful and the idea behind that is okay well one of my units is about to die i need to heal it or i really need to get the heart of fury off it's okay it oh happens. yeah oh yeah it's now i don't like once per game things but in this instance a guaranteed prayer happening when oh. i need it to happen 
worth it. Some sometimes it. in very few and far between cases, the once per game thing, or you know, I, I think there's a benefit to that. I don't I don't like to take them as a, as a staple in my in all my armies, but if yeah. if you got that one thing, that clutch thing, it's a good thing to have. And and if I can give my two cents in a in a, in a tin can on the Hag Queen, I mean, mm-hmm. I said it before in the beginning of the show. She's really the ironclad of, in my opinion, any. Any daughters of Cain army. I mean, she's the workhorse. Oh yeah. I mean, she can buff her sister's capabilities and abilities. Uh, she now does. I think it's D six or D three damage instead of one. I think it's D three damage instead of one. D three damage. Yeah, and, and then also and, witch brew. Well, there you go. Touch of death now uh, foregoes. Uh, you know that that whole weird guessing the game. Weird. I, it, yeah. yeah, and it does a straight up three three plus. It does it does D three mortals on a three plus. So I mean, I, I, there's a lot here. I mean, it basically streamlines. Her damage output, uh, when she was already pretty darn good, in my opinion, for for situations yeah. that you know, and it's going to streamline her damage output for situations you want to 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 get when you when you get her into combat. And as a support hero, not your general, I think that's exactly where she needs to be. Like you said, Witch's yeah. Brew is a lot simpler now. Is it really though? I mean, I don't think about it. Is Witch's which is is Witch's Brew? Is it is it a lot simpler or just simpler? Oh, it's a lot simpler. Okay. I mean, I I yeah. didn't. I didn't mind too much uh, the the last incarnation because you at least had to roll die for it to happen. It wasn't automatic. Um, and, and what it previously did was you can reroll failed wounds and Battleshock immunity. Well, they're getting a lot of getting rid of rerolls and getting rid of Battleshock immunity. So now oh, what yeah, it right. does, plus one to the battle, blood rise table right? on a unit. Now it's only for the turn. It doesn't carry over into your opponent's turn, right? Okay, so that sucks a little okay. bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting my unit revved up to go kill stuff, and I need it to happen this turn. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I, I think. Yeah, and, and you know, but that, but that's kind of the theme of the whole army, though. Stack. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's kind of the whole thing. As, as we talked about before, I think their buffs are going to be the other other counterweight to their success here, besides their speed. Um, I, I really do. And I know that in your hero list here, you got your, you got two high gladiatrix. Can we hold those? Talk about those in your next list? Because I, I think, I think they fit well in this list, but you got them in the other list too. Yeah. I, I got one in the other, the other list as well. Okay. Um, I mean, or, or if you want to talk about them now, that's fine. I just, but I, I think, I, I think they fit better in the conversation for the next list, but it's up to you. Oh, okay. It's funny because I was going to say I, I felt they fit better here and I kind of just put the gladiatrix in there because. Okay, I fine. To fill the points. What, what, <laughs> what? Well, I, all right, then I'll tell you what. What the hell do I know? Go ahead. Let, let's talk about them then. I, they they well, remain they the, remain virtually unchanged. Go. They went down 10 points somehow. Oh. They went from 100 points to 90. Okay. Um, but the whole thing with them is they're, they're a good melee hero. But more importantly, they buff um, Witch Elves. Holy Within 12. Okay. Uh, and it's very interesting, the wording, because they don't give Witches plus one to wound. They change the wound characteristic to three plus. Normally they're four. Changes it to three. So that means turn battle round four, you can have Witches wounding on twos. Interesting. And also... Uh, which is within her aura get an additional rend when normally they don't. So she's tailor made to buff witches. That's, and I uh, figured, you know, if I have three units of witches, I have a one unit of witches to babysit the cauldron, right? And then 
a gladiatrix to babysit the other two units of witches. So syn- well, synergies and buffs everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think it, if 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 they're ninety points a piece, they're probably the cheapest hero in the book, aren't they? Wouldn't they be? Cheapest hero in the book, yeah, and, and that's a pretty good value then for all that for all that's that the, the high gladiators can do at ninety points. That's yep. that that's that's pretty good. So I mean, yeah, maybe they do fit a little bit better in this list. I guess I guess I really should uh, uh, watch my uh, watch my comment here. Um, but let's let's look at now the troops that you have in this first list because you're carrying uh, two units of twenty witch elves, or actually three units of twenty witch elves, and you got uh, four avatars of Cain in this sucker and of course at the end of the spell heart of fury all right let's uh let's talk about 1962 she almost guaranteed a triumph like i think well not guaranteed but you got a pretty good chance of getting a triumph in this one pretty good yeah um so the avatars now are just (laughs) i knew you were going to start there all right go ahead uh nine inch move uh nine wounds uh they have a five plus ward they have a shooting attack damage three weapon like and also, they aren't monsters, but they can still stomp and destroy rubble as if they're a monster. Sure. Oh, so really, that's, the that's only right, downside. That's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Really, the only downside is they don't count as five models for being a monster. They only count as two because mm-hmm. they have more than five wounds. Other than that, that's fine. But nine inches. That that's crazy fast for a. A monster, right? In my opinion, right. Um, right. And, but also, it's just like nor- normally you might see one. You know, okay. Here you have to deal with four. Yeah, you deal with this. You know, <laughs> and, and you know, also it, they're going to buff any prayers that I'm casting. Well, I was just going to say that. So. And, you know, they, they have a lot of their same abilities that they had before, but don't they get a plus one or something like that to their reroll, their chanting reroll, or prayer rerolls, or something like that? I thought I read. Uh, yeah, they give a plus uh, plus one to chance, right? And then um, they're a totem, which means they also buff witch elves and get an extra attack because they're by a totem. Yeah. So yeah. all my behemoths are totems, so that's why I have witch elves. Well, because you have four of them. They're, they're let's just, just getting their buff. Let's just go back to the obvious. I got to cut you off. Let's go back to the obvious. You got four of these bad boys in here, man. I mean, you, and think about yeah. that. These are four beat sticks with a five plus ward save they're fairly tanky and they have the wrath of cane ability which as you said before they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna stomp or smash the rubble monstrous rampages without being a monster yeah i'm gonna see i'm gonna see i would be surprised if if folks weren't taking three to four of these in every list that's just my two cents in a tin can that's I mean, what I think. They're only 155 points, too. Yeah. They're only 155 points, which that's actually not terrible no. at, at all. No. For what it does. It, it, it really isn't. And, you know, I like this list. I think the other one is. A little I mean, bit more... basically, the biggest. The biggest uh... Go ahead. You got it. Oh, no. Uh, uh, no, that's fine. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to uh, say, I, just, I, um... oh, we, we keep interrupting each other. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, I, I mean. Uh, no, you're 100 percent right that the the Calibron one is more my play style. Um, I I have gained a love for just big stompy monster lists with uh, Avangori for Grave Lords, but also I just looked at it. And I'm like, this is stupid but fun, at least yeah. for me. Maybe not my opponent, but 
Well, I, I think um, it's it's probably it's not the best list ever, but it would be fun to play. I, I so. like I like the soup, the the soup kind of not soup, but the kind of the, the, the tar pit. That's what I meant to say of this list. I mean, if we go back and look at the witch elves, and at the top of the show we kind of talked about their improvements. Yeah, they may have not they may not have changed dramatically or even really that much. Uh, but the big problem worth noting is that plus one to wound is now no longer tied to characters, but to totems, like you were saying. I want to tie that back to so everybody understands what you were trying to mention yeah. before. This means that the Avatar of Cain or the Cauldron of Blood is more essential, which you have one in this list, un- unless, you know, you can stack enough buffs to get that plus one to wound from the Blood Rites early, which, you know, why why take that risk when you can just throw a Cauldron in there for an, an extra behemoth? I think that the, I yeah. think your, your tie-in, now that I think about this, with the high gladiatrix around, uh is is really is the best way to get them you know to that you know twos by twos you know ren negative two damage to attacks once you put mind razor and an all out attack enough, on them yeah. and all those stacks i think that's where your your three units of witch elves i think are really going to be pretty blistering on the table I, I think this list is a little bit better than you're giving them credit for and we haven't even gotten to the heart of fury yet so oh yeah so Talk to us a little bit about that, about your, uh, you got the Heart uh, of Fury in there. Yeah. There you go. So with this, yeah, with so this, the, with the this Heart spell, of Fury, it's. Go ahead. I think we got a little bit of a delay here. I'm not sure what's going on. No, it's, it's largely, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a little bit the, uh, it's, it's for the most part the same, uh, you know, what it used to be. Yeah, but I just like it because it's it's forty five points for. Well, I, I mean it's super great. Basically, you take less damage if you're in the aura, and you have to roll for it every every you know turn. And if you roll six, it explodes, and your snakes or witches or whatever get plus one attack. Yeah, for forty five points. Yeah, and it's an invocation. So okay. It's I mean, I like the usually list. Usually going to stick around. Yeah, I, I like the list. I really do. I, I I think that list is great. But here's the one I really wanted to get to. This is your second list that we're gonna we're gonna get to right now. Um, there it is, Celebron. There it is, man. So you got uh, you got Celebron. You're an Ulu again. You got hold the line as your grand strategy, and you're and you're bloodthirsty as far as your triumph. <laughs> now here's what's interesting. You got the blood rack Medusa as your general. You got another blood rack Medusa, which I think is absolutely great. A hag queen, and of course the the high gladiatrix is back mm-hmm. along with the hag queen. So let's uh, let take us through your uh, your HQ on this one. Uh, so first, uh, Calibron, uh, they lost their minus one to hit in the shooting phase, but they still kept their command ability. Which um, the big change there was instead of it having to be your general, right? It's any Calibron hero can choose a unit uh, and basically take them off the board. Redeploy them nine inches away, nine inches away from any enemy models. And that's huge. Point. Yeah, just any any hero on the table can take any Calibron unit and do that. Yeah, that, I mean, strike. yeah, that has won me games. Yeah, oh, that has won me games. Being able to just do that, it's it's fantastic the way they can do that. I mean, again, that goes back to not only does their speed kill, but now you've got deep strike capability, which enhances that speed. You know, I mean, how many yes. times do we say in the show you got it? You, you need you need shit to get to shit, to stand on shit, and to kill shit. And this uh-huh. list specifically can definitely do that. You know, and, and what I like about the Celebron whole aesthetic is that um, the temple. I, I'm just going to put this in, in, in layman's terms. It can unlock Shadow Stalkers as battle line. 
So there's a reason to choose yep. it. And the command isn't isn't really that bad that I was reading. Ironically, the battle line unit, you know, it, it doesn't doesn't gain any extra benefit from the command though, uh, since you know they 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 can just can already do that do to begin with. Right. Right. But I, it's I like just nice to have them as another battle line choice. Yeah. The other little tweaks that it can do are are hugely uh are hugely beneficial. So but mm-hmm. speaking about benefits, man, you got two blood rack medusas in this sucker. Yeah. So uh, the first one is I wanted to have my blood rack as a general, just because I like having them as a general in Calibron. That's my army. They're they're uh, they have dark skin, you know, like dark elves. You know, mm-hmm. they're lore wise. My army is from uh, Olgu specifically, right. from the Calibron Temple, so they're kind of shadowy looking. Um, so part of it's just like. I mean, if I'm doing Calibron, I have to take Bloodrock Medusa as my general. But also, it, it's going to work out because um, I can take the Shadowstone as a wizard, which gives me plus one to cast. Because her main spell is going to be Mind Razor, which mm-hmm. is normally an eight. Right. I mean, with how good of a spell it is, that's why it's that high. Yeah. So knocking that down to a seven makes it a little bit more doable. But it... then again, with my dice rolling, um, it's... Uh, yeah. Not as often as I'd like. Yeah, that, and that's <laughs> but, uh, true, folks. Her command that's trait, true. though. Her command trait. Uh, it's probably one of the best. Um, Zealous or- Orator. Right. Uh, she can rally on a 4+. plus. <laughs> yeah. You gotta love that. You gotta love that. Yeah. And for a squishy army like Darza Kane, amazing. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. It's... Oh, you well... You know, you smacked half my uh, snake unit off the board with, you know, a Mega Gargant, and I'm going to hopefully bring half of that number back. Right. That's amazing. Yeah, and you know what I, um, what I, what I like about them, too, is they got range attack. That That's coming back. You know, we, we got that again. You know, you roll a dice for each model in the, the unit and, and, and doing mortals on a 5-plus. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing they did was change the range uh, in, in the last book. Um well, in the first book, it was 10 inches. In the last book and in this one, it's 12 inches. That extra two inches um, with the Blood Rack Stare made all the difference. And it's it's nice because, again, you have a unit that can basically play in every phase of the game. I can cast a spell. I can shoot. I can fight in combat. Sure. That's, you know, you're getting a lot of value for that unit. Right. Being able to, you know, do something in excuse me, do something in every phase. So. Right. Right. Um, now, the next Blood Rack Medusa, the uh, artifact I took is the Crystal Heart. And basically, the, the spell I chose for that one doesn't really matter because the main thing she's going to be doing is casting the Blood Rack Viper. And because of the Crystal Heart, if I can cast the Blood Rack Viper, it's now, I can now deploy it uh, 18 inches instead of 9 inches away. And then it's still going to move nine inches because it's predatory. Hmm. So here, deal with this. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, because that's kind of the problem. That's usually the problem I have with endless spells. I, I mean, they're they're too far away or whatever. But go ahead. No, no, no. I I like I like the fact that this acts a lot like our our, our beloved uh, you know Taurus. You know, you you it just yes. it just kind of goes around and keeps chewing away. Um, but again, I, I'm looking at this as an opponent. When I look at the Bloodrack Medusas, I, I like the Whisper Claw. You know, no longer does mortals, you know, sure on a six, but instead they, they can increase 
the the round counter for the Malusai unit within twelve inches, which I think is better. I think yep. it's a better upgrade. I think that does. I think oh, that does it, a lot it, more. Worth it. Yeah, hundred percent worth it. Because because honestly, I use the Blood Rack Medusa as a support hero anyway. Like, yeah, you don't really get them I, in the melee. They melee. can they can kill stuff, and I've actually surprised people with how many attacks they have. But you know, with my dice rolling, usually I just roll misses. Um, I'm telling you, man, <laughs> it's the craziest uh, <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I mean, and folks, I gotta I gotta park the bus here again. I've known this man for years. And it's never been any different. Dustin does no. not have okay dice rolls. His dice rolls are it's literally hot or cold. But I'm talking like forest fire, bring the marshmallows, hot dice rolls, or it's like Antarctica, and you're you're you know you're drinking ice water. It's ter- it's, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. All right, sorry, I, I'm I'm done. Keep going. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I mean that's basically aside from just having another hero who's also Malusai and can, you know, boost Malusai. Um, that's her big thing is she's the, the Bloodrack Viper catapult. That's that's her going to be her big thing. Sure. But also her, her spell, the Withering, is not bad at all because it basically gives me plus one to wound against a, an enemy unit, which, I mean, that's, you know, going from threes to twos, big deal. Right. Even if I'm not in battle, you know, battle round four. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I, I like having, um, you know, just the uh, flexibility of having two casters. But Bloodrack Medusas also, they have one cast, but they have two unbinds. So I have four unbinds, which is nothing to sneeze at. Sure. Um, so that's pretty helpful as well. Right. Um, yeah. yeah, Hag Queen, yeah, uh, Sacramento Blood, um, you know, regular workhorse with yeah. uh yeah she's back in this list you know, you know. witch brew and whatnot yeah but yeah sacra- sacrament of blood so i can increase the battle round i mean and, and and you know the hag queen you know like i said she's always going to be your tough anchor but let's let's look at your battle line yeah. and your troops here because i, I kind of think this is this is pretty interesting you know you've got your 10 witch elves here you've got your 15 blood sisters your 10 blood stalkers and then you got two units of canaanite shadow stalkers you got your one unit of five doomfire warlocks and one unit of uh canary heart renders and then you got your Viper. So talk us through this list yeah. here, man. Let's get into this one here a little bit. So uh, I'll be honest. I added the Witch Elves just because I, I I, was, for what I actually wanted to take to fit everything in 2,000 points, I was 15 points over. Right. And that was right. kind of annoying. So I had to work some stuff around. Um, but Witch Elves, I mean, they're, they're a basic battle line. I'll use them a screen or throw them at a unit and have them die and do, you know, 30 attacks or whatever. Sure. Um, the, the, the main, the main meat are the blood sisters and the blood stalkers, 15 of them, in one unit, uh, 10 in another, in another unit. Mm-hmm. Blood stalkers are just a good unit. Um, they're probably my favorite models in the army, believe it or not. Um, you don't, you don't have to have Marathi to use them. You, you really don't. Okay. And I have one, I have one games by, I mean, cause here's the thing. If you use Marathi, you want them to stay within her range to use her command ability to double tap. That's, that's what you want to do. But I've won games with Calibron and Bloodstalkers by teleporting them somewhere. My opponent didn't want to get shot and shooting things off the table. Okay. All right. Um, let me let me make a point here real quick before I, before I leave my train of thought. I agree with you on the Bloodstalkers. I think I think they're probably one of the more devastating units in in not only the game right now but but definitely in the book. Right? 
I think I think their war scroll is well. I think it's relatively the same. I don't think there's been a lot of change between the old and the new. Their points have technically. Yeah. I think they've gone. I think they went up. I think now they're they're like 180. Well, I look right here. They're 180 points. Um, 180 points. Yeah. But to me, the, the the head scratcher that I have here are the Blood Sisters. They don't. I don't really. I can't really quite wrap my brain around them because you know they um they retained their ability right. I, I get all that. Um, they they. They do, you know, they're they're mortals on a two plus at the end of the combat phase. Um, I just, I just don't really see. I, I don't really quite see how much mileage you're really going to get out of them. That's just me. I, I think, I think they're really good combat units, but I'm not yes. sure. Anyway, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm still the, trying. I'm still trying to digest the whole Blood Sisters thing. I think the Blood Stalkers are, are guaranteed. I love them, but I, I'm, yeah. I'm still trying to digest the Blood Sisters here a little bit. The, the logic I had behind it is, um, you know, Kinnerai Heartrenders, Doomfire Warlocks, the Canaanite Shadowstalkers, um, even the Witch Elves, they're going to be running around the table, teleporting, um, harassing people, um, stealing objectives, doing all those shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But the Blood Sisters, Blood Stalkers, and especially the Blood Sisters with the uh, Blood Rack nearby. Right. right. They are the they are the the uh, basically the anvil, um, where okay you know I have all these fast, um, you know screen units or whatever. I want my opponent to be afraid of that unit, and hey, you know what? Go ahead and shoot that unit to pieces, and cast spells at it and whatever, because I'm gonna have the rest of my army getting objectives. Sure. That that's basically why they're there. Is it's a good unit that. You 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 know you can't really mess around with. Mm-hmm. So hey, you know you need to deal with this, or you can try and focus on my other units that I'm teleporting around the board and doing shenanigans. So on purpose, I have that so you have multi threats right. to deal with. Right, and, and that now obviously I could you know get some smaller units for teleporting whatever, but I put them in there because they're a solid unit, but also they're dangerous, mm-hmm. and your opponent has to deal with. And I, I like the Shadow Stalkers. Uh, I, I think I think you know uh, you, you include uh, this unit, and I think they're they're built for their ability to deep strike. And you kind of already have that, as you kind of pointed out earlier. You can pop them on neglected objectives. You can do exactly what you were saying to them. And I think the I think the Shadow Stalkers probably do that better than most of the other units that are in your list that obviously aren't aren't being deep striked anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, or in reality, you know, you could also keep an enemy unit uh, so that they can't you know commit all their forces. I mean, you, you, they, they, they're a pretty good, uh, blocking unit is what I'm trying to say. I think, I think, you know, even though they, even though the shadow stalkers, they, they lost their mortals on sixes and I believe it's the, and uh, the, 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 the negative ones to be hit. Um, I yeah. still think I still like them now the heart renders, what's there not to like? I mean, uh, you know, they have a, I think they have a six inch normal move after shooting. Um, I think, you know, if you were to compare them to, uh, the entire Canary line, the heart renders, I think they overall, maybe not much better, but I think they fare better um, as they can, well, know, they can shoot and still move closer to, to charge from three inches away. Or, or like I said, fall back if needed. I, I think there's still some benefit there. I mean, but that's my thought. Uh, yeah. So heart renders are, are very, very good um, because they can automatically move after they shoot right. instead of even having to roll. That's right. Yeah. That's what I was trying um, to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, life takers. Oh boy. Um, I really liked life takers, right? Um, because they did one thing and one thing well. They come in from the sky, smash into something, and then die. Um, yeah. for ninety points, 
here's the they took away their uh death i think it's death from above or uh ability from uh life takers because previously if you deployed them in the sky and then they made a charge roll uh charge move they would get plus one damage and plus one rend so they would kill something uh now that's gone right so they have a their built-in five up save which is good but I don't really see a reason to use them when heart renders exist. Yeah, because you didn't you didn't take them in, um, you didn't take them in the list. So yeah, no. no. Yeah. So I mean, heart renders are really good. Uh, again, with what this army's doing, is it's getting in your way and distracting you and stopping charges and basically, I, I'm not going to table you with this army, but, but I'm going to screw up what you're trying to do. Right. And that's actually I kind of like that because that's not always what someone is going to be thinking it's right oh well no they're going to try and delete all my units well maybe not i'm just going to annoy you the whole game and still accomplish my objectives now this is an army that is extra finesse sure so this is something i would have to practice with a lot but it it looks like it looks fun um and also i I put five doomfire warlocks in there because they're good and i just don't use them enough well, but, but you, 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 but you took them because they're wizards, right? I mean, that, that, and they move pretty damn fast. So there you go. Yep, fast, fast wizard with ten wounds. Yep. Yeah. Cool. I mean, to me, you're always in a position to cast something or dispel something, and 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 hold an yep. objective at the same time. Yep. So. Yep. And and that was, and I'm glad you picked up on a lot of that in these units. They're they're fast, and mobile, you know, and that honestly, that's the name of the game. Uh, you know, if I can get to an objective before my opponent, just so I can, I mean, I can get a battle tactic with Canaanite Shadowstalkers just by using their teleport ability. Right. I, I mean, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I like this army um, just because I, I, there's definitely some finesse involved and it's not going to be straightforward to use. But I like it because it can do... a it's a Swiss army knife army. There's a lot you can do with this, these units that are here. Yeah. Um, so the, regardless of the, you know, the opponent you're facing, um, you have a lot that you can do to still accomplish your objectives and get your battle tactics and right. stuff. So you can, you know, you know, maybe you, you're, maybe you're almost tabled by the end of the game, but if you have enough points, that's all that matters. That's so. all that matters. This is an objective game. And, and I even like the, the addition of the Viper in this list because of what it really can do. Because again, you've got a lot of units that can hold enemy models back. You can have a lot or enemy units. You have a lot of units that can hold objectives. But then if you've got this Viper just running around, you're rolling your three dice, you know, you can kill a, you can kill a model. Yeah. For, for each, each roll, I think it's equal to or better than it's, it's wound characteristic, but you're going to do that on three yeah. dice. I mean, yeah. that, that's you can target heroes, and so yep. I, I think, and I think this this one can also stomp and and it can smash it the, can it can do monsters stomp rampage, and smash the rubble. Yeah, I mean, yep. so it, I, again, doesn't count as a monster, but you can use it like a monster, same as the avatars. Yeah, which yeah. I think is for an endless spell. That's kind of awesome. I so. I, I would say so, and and you know, the, these lists I think that you that you showed us tonight, I think are a fresh way to look at the look at the uh, the army itself, and 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 this these aren't even the only ways that you would necessarily play the play the army you've got other tricks up yeah. your sleeve that you know you want to kind of hold I mean, close what, to your chest and yeah yeah what what i really want to play is my xanther kai snake army that uh i'm working on there you uh, go which i don't want i don't want to share because they might end up at arms forces day but maybe um, right yeah maybe uh, yeah 
We'll and, see. Uh, I haven't decided. Hey, it's tradition. You got you got to bring daughters of Cain in some fashion. I think, but you know, yeah. when, when I look at this army, I, I I really my final verdict. If I had to wash all the all, if I had to if I had to boil all the water out of the pot, I'll put it that way. Um, yeah, maybe the army didn't change a lot, but I think it's the innate things that this army is going to introduce that are going to make it a totally different army. Um, I still think they're mm-hmm. delicate. I still think, uh, you know, even though Hagnar lost its five plus ward save artifact and rerolling, you know, ones to save no longer is a thing. I don't think any of that really is going to matter. I think we can wash all that away. No. All the stuff you're hearing and reading yep. about on the boards. I think it's a lot of hooey. I think unit yep. costs are more, but that's every army. Um, yep. I think as far as army for army goes, I think this is definitely a four in one army all day long. Uh, I think this is a four and one army. And I think occasionally, depending on the depth of the GT, it could be a five and all, where do you see the army? Uh, where do you see the army as it stands right now coming into 3.0? Do you agree with that? Or what's your assessment? Uh, Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and here's the thing is yes, sure. You can do Rathian and 10, 15 bloodstalkers or whatever. I mean, it's, it's good. Mm -hmm. It's definitely good. But there's still more you can do. That is not the only build. Uh, that's just and here's and here's the other thing. Like that's been around for so long. Um, yeah. At tournaments, people are people have learned how to counter it. At oh, this that's point. a good point. Yeah. So yeah. so what you should do now, now granted, Marathi is still amazing. Bloodstalkers are still amazing. But you know I, that one of the anno- annoyances, I guess, with having you know, Marathi and Bloodstalkers in your list is that's half your army, you know, and you can't really experiment with anything else. So that's one of the things I've been doing is, okay, well, Marathi is still good and amazing, and I will take her in every list, but I've also been using her for about a year playing Dar's Kane, so she's going to go on the shelf. I want to experiment with other stuff, and you can make a, a competent army without Marathi and, and the Bloodstalkers. Um, and Darza Kane usually score very, very well in right. in uh, tournaments because I feel most players that choose to play the army, um, you know, want an army that kind of rewards that the good tactics and good generalship. So right. um, I, definitely four and one. Yeah. Uh, now, if I, if I can pull that off, I'll be happy. But, you know, definitely a good general could, you know, take the army um, and, and make it a four and one army, hundred percent. And that's kind of what we always say on the show, right? We always talk about is it the army or the general. We always we always bring that up. And I, I think this is definitely that army where you have to be a good pilot, you have to be a good student to yeah. the army. Otherwise, you're going to pay for it because they're still elves. You know, every still mistake elves. you make, you pay for it twice. Um, but here's yeah. my, here's the last question I got for you as as a daughter's a cane player and a very good one, by the way. And folks, you know, he he's going to underplay it a little bit, but 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 Dustin is actually a very competent, good player for the army. What advice would you give a new player coming into this list or this army, uh, not list, but this army, or or maybe a player that's maybe just still trying to get their feet underneath them with this army? What advice would you give them? Um, I mean, the first, um, the first thing I would say is play play what you want, play what you like. Um, I you know when the army first came out, I was all bored snakes, even though they weren't the most meta. And that's basically what I've been playing this whole time. I, I prefer playing the snakes more so than the witch elves. Both are equally good. But, you know, like so many things, even in this hobby, play what appeals to you. And I would say from there, you can tweak it to be a little bit more competitive. Like if you want to use a whole bunch of witch elves, do it or use Sisters of Slaughter. 
I don't like moving that many small based models around. I like having bigger bases with, you know, uh, the Blood Sisters on it. So play what you want, play what you like, but then also, you know, learn your book, learn how the synergies interact because synergies in this army are extremely important. Um, but you know, and I guess I would say, uh, you, you'd want to make sure you, you think ahead about what you're doing. Sure. You don't, you can't just kind of mindlessly push your models forward. You have to kind of plan. Okay. I think I'm going to try and do this and try and do this. And, you know, on this turn, you know, do that. And the army will reward you for that. Like, forward thinking because you have a little bit of reliability with the blood rights and you know stuff like that so sure no that's good advice that's good advice but uh here uh we're, we're coming up to the uh the closing thoughts of the show here man but 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 dustin you got to do it man you got to show everyone your t-shirt man and, and no, notice notice the beard here folks you gotta you gotta get up there and show everyone the t-shirt look at that see look at that the beard all right man closing thoughts you ready to uh to give us a closing thoughts yeah. All right, here it is. All right. Uh yeah, so I mean Darza Kane. Uh why play DOK? Well, uh they're fast, they're vicious, and you have a toolbox to handle pretty much anything. Um and and again, they're they're not a mindless army. They're definitely a a thinking army, um, and it it rewards you for you know clever ploys and good generalship because um, you know you, you make a mistake, you pay for it. You pull something off, and it's the best feeling ever. So um, that's at least has been my experience. I I enjoy playing them, and you know. If you like the aesthetic, you like how they fight, play it. It's a it's a fun army. Don't just play it because it's you know it happens to be good or meta. Play it because it's you know an army that you enjoy. So, bravo, man, bravo. Well, I, I got to be honest with you, man. Thank you very much for for being on the show here with us tonight because I think um, I think you kind of taught us something a little bit about Daughters of Cain and made me really actually very excited to actually see the book drop for everybody and get the army out there because I, I'm serious. I think the army is really going to be something that. A lot of people are going to not only enjoy playing if you're just getting into it, but also uh, enjoy uh, as an opponent, which which myself, it'll be one of those opponents uh, uh, for sure. Uh, but hey, man, Dustin, thank you very much for being with us tonight. Thanks for having me. And a uh, great show. And that's a wrap. And uh, thanks for being with us tonight to everyone else out there, all you other Grimdark goons and, and uh, folks and fans and, and people out there. And, and we'll be meeting up again next week. And remember, roll them dice fun and fair and don't be a short pants. Good night, everybody. Talk to you. From Dark Live, we'd like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a freaking short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue.
remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark Goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Hey, who are you calling a short pants? <laughs>